Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama mid-season finale. Yeah, so uh, Riverdale's taking a little bit of a break, so they're going to have this, art, this you know, the their usual winter break. Yeah, 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 they took their little month off around the Christmas. Mid-season finale. Aaron, the mid-season finale, I want to remind everyone, every single episode, that's episode eight. Episode eight, and I'm not like I'm not crazy, right? There's twenty. This is a full season, right? Yeah, it's a full season. You'd think this would be like ten. Ten is when the mid season break I don't usually know. happens. I, no, but considering what we're, about to, what we're about to talk about, man, this is a heavy thing to do. Eight episodes in. Well, typically, now that I'm remembering this, the first yeah. half of the season is thirteen episodes, and the back half is nine. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, not in Riverdale. <laughs> No, they're like, there's a point we want to get to, and we're going to get to that. Damn, let anyone stop us. We're going to get so fast, fast and furious. <laughs> we're going to the fast and the furious Riverdale drift. Remember <laughs> they had an episode where they drag raced? Remember when we look back on simpler times? Uh, and all Cheryl did was wear high heels and fling a scarf around. When, when Cheryl just was Cheryl... Just sort of like sometimes neutraling she, around the town. Sometimes she was an ally. Sometimes it's funny how we were using D and D like <laughs> alignments way before this season. Remember when their biggest problem was that Cheryl made Archie and Veronica go into a closet together? That was the first episode. the The first episode did not set up this series. <laughs> we did not know what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> no, like the like they had the uh, the Jason Blossom like murder thing, but that feels so tame. Remember when Betty had no confidence and didn't know how to stand up for herself? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? At least Betty has an arc. Betty has, you know... Though though her arc has had some real big stumbling points, and also I really feel like Lily Reinhardt... This is Reinhardt, right? You know, every time we talk about it, I second-guess myself. The reason I say... It's Reinhardt. It's not Reinhold, because that's Judge Reinhold. And the reason I say Reinhardt is because in Overwatch, there is Reinhardt. So, and that's what I think of uh, with her big giant shield. Anyway, I like to think that Lily Reinhardt has her own ideas (laughs) about the Betty character. And I like she's just doing them. And I like her ideas so much better. So, Kevin, did you hear about the drama on the Twitterverse that I stumbled upon this week? So some guy who yeah. I guess is like a DJ or a musician or something, but really his like defining characteristic is that he writes basically incoherent tweets with very yeah. poor punctuation and no capitalization. Yeah, yeah, people like him. So he tweeted, "Does the ca- or do the fans of Riverdale know that it's bad and not care, or do they actually not know?" And he's just famous enough that all of the cast found this tweet. And we're just devastated and outraged. Oh, ju- yeah, just, he's just famous enough to do that. KJ Appa's response was, do your fans know that you're an effing idiot? <laughs> or that you're effing stupid or something? And I was like, oh, KJ Appa. Ooh, ooh you get him. I forgot that you were like this. Yeah. Remember when I used to watch his Instagram? And I was like, someone needs to make that boy not in charge of his own Instagram. <laughs> he's having fun. Ashley Murray, who plays Josie, you know, main character Josie. Not, does not appear this episode. Does not appear, well, because she's in the hospital, because she had a seizure. We do not, oh, right, right, that's true. She's taking a lot longer to recover than anyone else than did. Than Veronica, <laughs> who was storming around or even immediately. Tony. Ashley Murray was, like, tearing strips off of him, and then I was horrified, furious, because he tweeted back that she's not even a main character. And I was like, hey. 
That's my joke. And I say that with love. Yeah, that's our joke. He's He's not listening to our podcast, is he? If you're listening to our podcast, sir, you're not allowed to listen again until you get better grammar on the internet. Be nicer to people. Well, so I did a tweet where I was like, hey, in this festive, stressful season, let us please remember that people are allowed to like what they like. Yeah. You may have a different opinion, but you should express it with kindness and respect. Yeah, we, like, I I never besmirch anyone for whether, like, for their own feelings on the show. No. We have, and I mean, our... The purpose of our podcast is to show our feelings on this show. And you know what? I think this show is bad. Well, I it, think this it's, show... It swings way too hard in both directions on different fronts. It yeah. is visually beautiful. Its it cast is, acted, is it's, amazing. cast is amazing. It's acted incredibly well. There are certain... Let's just say there are certain things that are... And it's not even like a solid man. It's a weird show. You it's know, a very I can't, weird I can't show. even be like this storyline is bad because even every storyline, yeah, is sometimes good. And it's and it's hard to Riverdale really is like its own thing. Like I can't compare it. Not even I don't even mean just the plot wise. I mean that in the way that this this thing is structured to something else. Because even no. if you compare it to like. Um, other shows that, like, let's say, are heightened drama shows, like, uh, there's a lot of medical dramas like that. You like know? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. This show is not like Grey's Anatomy. Saving Hope. Like, thing, like things... This is Us. Yeah, th- like, those shows are, like, I don't know, it they, they don't match what Riverdale is. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. When people are like, oh, should I watch it? I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if you would like it. Well, and also, I'm like, like, I mean, you might like the first season. You might not like the second season. I mean, once again, if I came into the third season, I'm feeling like I might actually be more into it. You know what? It's gone so crazy. If it had started at this level, weirdly enough, like, there's a moment in this um, episode where, uh, where there's a moment where I'm like, this is cool what you're doing right now. But man, is it surrounded by weirdness. <laughs> I think we should get to that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just to summarize, you're allowed to like what you like. You're allowed to have different... Im- Kevin and I may hate an episode, but you, listener, you're allowed to like that episode. Or dislike it. Or whatever. dislike it. Whatever you're doing. But just say what you say with kindness and goofs All right. and love. So this is Riverdale Season 3, Episode 8, Outbreak. Outbreak. I forgot that was the episode title, and had I remembered, I would have gotten to the end of this episode you would have figured, way quicker. You would have figured out quicker. I mean, also you have it at the beginning. like So, hey, uh, it starts out, and Jughead's saying, it's a day like any other. And I'm thinking, how? And how do you know what's going on, Jughead? Because you're not there. Yeah, you. Cause remember, Jughead simultaneously is writing this book and is later, I guess, writing this book. But mostly, it's a day like any other, you know, with all these people missing and, and people committing suicide. And, and Moose wants Kevin to do fizzle rocks with him. Which is a weird side. I, I am going to make sure every single time in this episode we say fizzle rocks, I'm going to remind everyone it's probably heroin. Yeah, they're not doing candy. Yeah, and they're not even doing, like, a fun drug. Yeah, it's not ecstasy. No, they're doing... It's not Molly. No, from as far as we know, because... This is what I think we learned that the Blossoms were doing. It was heroin. It was heroin. It's either heroin or cocaine, and neither of those, like... 
Well, I guess cocaine's an upper. You know, but they're t- but the way they're taking it does not make me feel like. And like it makes you hallucinate, which neither heroin nor cocaine does. <laughs> yeah, neither does hallucinogens. It's not clear what this drug is, but it is based in heroin. Hey, Roberto, we know you listen to this. <laughs> we know you listen to our podcast. <laughs> if you can do one thing for us, tell us what the drug is. I, just, I, it, just its class. Just tell me what class this drug is. It's a hallucinogenic. It's a, but it's, is it's, it? It's, it? Here's the weird thing. It's a hallucinogenic downer. Because well, remember when they did? Because well, the way that the the kids at the sisters act, they're not acting with uppers; they're acting with downers. It calms them down, mm. but also gives them hallucinations. Like the one time that Betty actually took the drug. Yeah, because I mean, pot's a depressant, isn't it? Mm, yes. It also can cause hallucinations. That's true. <laughs> Are they doing pot? <laughs> but it's a powder. They are these just edibles? But it's a powder. Can you have powdered? I mean, you can grind it up. I mean, they say testing on them as well. So whatever heroin is, I'm just going to say it's heroin. So anyway, Veronica is wearing her cheerleading uniform, which she never, ever does. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not clear how we got to this situation. But we don't have to think about it for too long. Because all the cheerleaders have seizures. Except for Cheryl. So yeah. Veronica and the other ones. And Tony. And Tony. And the other ones. Jolene. Tina. Janice. Doreen. <laughs> Dula. <laughs> and Nish. Gladys. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. All the uh all those teenage uh <laughs> those cheerleaders we've grown to love all having seizures on the ground, and it honestly is pretty horrifying. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, and that smash cuts to something that's also pretty horrifying, I guess. <laughs> Ethel is running a G&G game that greatly, creepily parallels exactly what's happening at the school. Yeah, your party is poisoned, and they all take their candy, and we learn that Betty has a better plan now. <laughs> she now throws up her candy she immediately. Now, hold- now Aaron, <laughs> I don't think that works. <laughs> so because she's th- holding heroin in her mouth, just being like, I'll spit this out later. There's no way that's not already entered her bloodstream. But she's trying. She's trying. Good she, for her. She's tongue. Is it called tonguing when you tuck it under your tongue? I but I, I think that would make it like because it's no. The she's skin's... she's probably sticking it like into the corner of her mouth outside of her teeth. I guess, which yeah. is still not great. But because the, the thing is, about under the tongue is like that's where that's where you put things to get them into your body. <laughs> Isn't that where you put ecstasy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to imagine that Betty had a few accidents. But the best part about this is she goes and throws up the drugs, and then she stands in front of the mirror. And musses up her hair so she'll look like she's on drugs. Yeah, Betty has a plan, and damn will she not see that plan through. And just so you guys know, in this episode, Betty continues to be awesome. Yeah, Betty's got to go. We learned Betty has some sort of, like, superpowers. (laughs) And Betty is better when she's not with the rest of the characters. Yeah, man, I'd see a solo Betty. I'd see a solo Lily Reinhardt. Yeah. She needs her own show. She needs her own show. Man, I want her to be Nancy Drew. <gasps> She'd be such a good Nancy Drew. Like, if, if they're if they're doing, like, gritty, hardcore like reboots of things. fun, sexy, modern, gritty yeah. Nancy Drew. Yeah, I'd see, I'd see, I'd, I'd watch that more than I'd watch this. Who's trying to track down her mom's killer. Yeah. But also solve crimes of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why did we get, why didn't we get that? I want that. Hey, uh, Rob, <laughs> guy who made Veronica Mars. You mean Rob, Rob Thomas? Thomas? Yeah, Rob Thomas, make the show for us. Hey, Rob Thomas uh, from Matchbox 20, also make the show for us. Any Rob Thomas. Any Rob Thomas anywhere. Make the show for us. 
So that moves on to uh, Jughead and Archie arriving at a junkyard, which has an indeterminate geography and is huge. <laughs> and also is a caravan. It's also a caravan, as we're going to learn later. And, and there's a man, and he does not want to let them in. No, he both doesn't and also does. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? You want to buy something? You What are you doing here? And then Jughead's like, look at my tattoo. Which makes it clear that, because I, so I thought the entire point of his mom leaving. Was that she didn't want this serpent life. But apparently. She super wants this serpent life. Because the reason, the only reason he was able to get in is because he showed off the serpent tattoo. And they're like, oh yeah, well, definitely come in. And then his little sister saw him. Yeah, then Jellybean. Saw him. So I'm not sure I what's going on. definitely got the impression from the first season that Gladys Jones, yeah. Jughead's mom, was like, you know, a base, not like a fancy lady, but like a basic middle class. Like housewife type Housewife, thing. safe mom. And then FP got into his well, old. Alice. Like Alice. Yeah. But like less intense. Yeah. And then FP got fired for stealing from Fred. And, and then, then that's why she left. Then she left because he's a criminal. Yeah. But it seems like now she left because he he was a bad criminal. Because he wasn't good at criminal. Like if he was a better criminal, she would have stayed. Well, she they, think... they made it very clear the reason that um, FB became a drunk was because she left. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think she only likes mild crime. I don't think she likes intense crime. Really, Aaron? Really? We'll get into that in a little bit. But right now, we're going to move over to Cheryl and Tony. Where Cheryl puts Tony on bed rest. And I guess Cheryl lives in the mansion again? The Cheryl, lives in, mansion? Cheryl lives wherever she feels like at that moment. So Cheryl no longer lives in the tent with Tony. Cheryl lives in a fancy bedroom with a four-post bed. Matt, it really feels like... Sh- like I. I'm impressed that Tony has never been like, Cheryl, it really feels like you're doing a bunch of, like, poverty tourism here, because I'm in your house right now, and we've been living in a tent. But don't worry, Kevin. Cheryl asked Tony to move in with her. Because <laughs> lest we forget, Cheryl is an emancipated minor. Yeah. Um, and Tony doesn't have any parents. She doesn't. She only yeah. has that grandpa. Oh, yeah, it's true. Is he dead? Did he die in the riot? Let's just assume he's dead. Um, we're, let's be clear, Aaron. We're never going to see him again. No, he told his story that one time. He, he told his story where Jughead learned about... <laughs> about Native... Col- colonialism. <laughs> and, and now he will never reappear again. Now. <laughs> and I bet, Aaron, neither will that plot line. No, that was one episode. <laughs> that, was, that was one... Well, no, they brought it up a few times, but only ever to serve a purpose. Now, important for you guys to know, tiny throwaway moment in the scene... Tony is worried about staying at Cheryl's house because she's worried that she's contagious. Spoiler alert, she's not. And also, that's an interesting jump to make that this entire town will make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if if she is contagious, then Cheryl definitely should have had some sort of seizure at some point during this episode. Yeah, but she's not. It's very clear that's not the point. That was just sort of just like... Just a little throwaway important thing. Yeah, a false narrative to add out. out. Um, So after Cheryl's woken up, because these people are healing off this seizure a lot better than a lot of other people are. Because let's keep in mind, Josie's not in this episode. Yeah. She's still in the hospital. I guess. Uh, Veronica uh, wakes up and hears her parents fighting very obviously about how they did this. And Veronica is furious that she's in her parents' house. (laughs) I'm I like w- the way they're talking. It's very clear that they caused this. Oh yeah, very much but, so. But and Veronica, Hermione does not like it. And Veronica does not catch on to it. 
Inst- well, she gets distracted because Hiram super gaslights her immediately. And once again, because Veronica is not as clever as she thinks she is. She falls, falls for, for it. it. I mean, he says, he's like, oh, you had a seizure because you're stressed out moving out of our house and running two businesses. Well, Hiram, why did all of the other girls standing around her also have seizures then? Uh, it's a sympathetic seizure, Aaron. <laughs> oh, of course. When you see, they saw one have a seizure and like, oh, we should all do it then. And Cheryl didn't have it because Cheryl doesn't care about other people's emotions. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> same, as it, same as if Cheryl had it, Veronica wouldn't do it. Now, they want to send her to New York City immediately where she yeah. can relax. It's because they don't want her to be there for the plan. Oh, yes. The plan. There are many times throughout this episode where we will become teased at this plan. And we will not tell you about this plan right now. No. But just always remember, always in the back of your mind. There is a plan. There is a plan. Which Veronica confides into Reggie in the next scene. That her parents were trying to ship her away because they didn't want her to be there for the The plan. plan. And Reggie's like... Well, dude, there are bigger problems in town. All the cadets are high all the time because they're taking fizzle rocks, heroin. No, he doesn't bring that up. Just some cadets come in and they're kind of loud and Veronica's like, they're on drugs. Which they might not be. I mean, they are. And Reggie's like, oh, yeah, I did some investigation. Fizzle rocks everywhere. Yeah, no, your your dad is uh, pulling away the jingle jangle because that's just open knowledge. And he's putting out the fizzle rocks. And then she's like, the ghoulies. And he's like, no, there's a third gang now. They're called the gargoyles. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'll have to believe that the ghoulies just rebranded. Because the ghoulies are part so. of the League of Stupid Evil. Yes. Remember that guy? He was in that one scene. We've never seen him again since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think just the ghoulies rebranded into the gargoyles. Do you remember the episode like episode three or four mm-hmm. where reggie and kevin and josie were going to play griffins and gargoyles together to figure out what all the hubbuzz was about yeah that didn't happen well josie had a seizure reggie has still never played this game no he has no idea because he's about. not a nerd <laughs> no but uh veronica's like well then i guess now it's time for me to take my parents down and reggie's like okay yeah yeah so then we have a whole bunch of adorableness where Gladys Jones yeah. – oh, so we meet Gladys Jones, yeah. Jughead's mom. Played by uh, Gina Gershon. Who's real sexy. Who, you, who you'll recognize from other things. Yeah. You'll go, oh, it's oh, yeah, her. No, no, yes, her. Yeah, she definitely. has some fake face tattoos. Yeah. Kat Von D, little stars next to her eye. Yeah. Uh, she's super a serpent, though. Oh, very much a serpent. Very much a serpent. Now, she is pumped the Jughead's there. There's all this catching up. She is so excited about the fact that Jughead and Archie are finally dating. Yep. That's what she figured. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, oh. And then she informs Jughead that she's gone straight. She's gotten her GED, which means that she didn't finish high school before. Yeah, I guess so. So she's really not the character that the TV show set up initially. No. No. No, she's not. Uh, but she's got her GD, GED. She has a legitimate business now. She's gone straight. Cue random guy to come in and be like, hey, we got these tailpipes. Or, or hey, no, hey, all these stereos came in with an order of tailpipes. Yeah. <laughs> and then some, like, dark music sting. So it's like, man, that was immediately, like, proven wrong. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> that's okay. It's just little crime. Yeah, just, just little, little crime. Just little crime. She's fine with little crime. And maybe other crime. Maybe other crime. So, I guess at the Sisters of Quiet Solitude, 
if you're Alice Cooper, you can have private meetings that are not supervised with your daughter. Well, I guess because they're like, Alice Cooper is like, she drank the Kool-Aid. That's true. They're like, it's fine. She's not going to say anything. Trust me. She's not smart. Now, she sits. She's in on the cult. She sits under Ethel's creepy, creepy Gargoyle King love poster and is not suspicious about it. Does not think anything of that. (laughs) Right behind her (laughs) Right behind her. Because remember how she sent she sent Betty there to get her away from the Gargoyle King? Yeah. No, no. No, it's right behind you, Alice. Alice did not want to turn around. No. Also, Betty has has at this point, I guess, grown up to the point to the point where she's like, My mom can't do anything. <laughs> she's like, like I, I'll just take care of everything. Like, it's fine. Like usually I'd be like, Why wouldn't you tell your mom that, you know, they're giving you drugs? But it's like, because it's Alice. <laughs> and Alice would be like are you sure they're drugs? They're probably your medication, Betty. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> it's a powder they call candy that fizzles in my mouth. Well, you know, Betty, they've had a lot of developments in uh, medications right now. It's really good for balancing your brain chemistry. Anyway, let me side shuffle out of this room without turning around. <laughs> <laughs> what actually happens in this scene is her mom tells Betty about the seizures. Yeah. And Betty's like, oh, now I really got to get out of here. So Betty has to, we, we learn later that her thought process, because we don't know what her thought process is. And it's pretty great because she looks at the poster and decides, I need to accelerate plans. What is that cue her? She's going to troll Ethel. <laughs> she sits near Ethel and tells all of the other girls about how she and the Gargoyle King have gotten so close. Oh, we're just, just besties. You know, people think he's scary, but he's actually funny. He's so funny. He tells me things well. Well, I can't tell you the things that he tells me. <laughs> and because Ethel is the easiest person in the world to trick, Betty was like, well, you could go ask him yourself or we could go together. I know you have the key. Now, the fact that Ethel has the key to the Gargoyle King's lair, this is a very poorly organized mental institution. Well, it just proves to learn that, like, for considering how evil this institution is, they're really trusting. Because they're like, oh, no, Alex drank, Alice drank the Kool-Aid. She can go hang out with Betty. <laughs> Ethel drank the heroin Kool-Aid. She can have the keys to our secret sh- shrine that frightens the children. Yeah, so they go there. And Ethel unlocks it, and then Betty just shoves her in. (laughs) And then locks the door, and it's like, sorry, Ethel, you're on drugs. You need to detox. Bye. Yeah, so she just straight up cold turkeys Ethel. (laughs) And there's, we, that's. That's it. Like, we go we go right back into yeah, that. we have credits. And yeah. then after credits, we come back, and it's Betty being like, so, <laughs> you still on drugs? So, it turns out um, that it, the Gargoyle King is just this really creepy statue. And they focus a lot on how creepy that statue is. But he's on a pillar of made skulls. of skulls. <laughs> And I, don't get me wrong, that statue in the middle of a random room is creepy. Mm-hmm. But are those skulls real? Yeah, are they should, just decoration should skulls? Should concerned about them? Neither one of those answers is actually, or the answer to either of those questions is not a great thing. Like, if, if it's a decoration, that's weird. Yeah. If they're real, that's very weird. <laughs> now, this scene is actually really touching. Because yeah. Shannon Purser, who plays Ethel, is... Yeah. a notoriously an amazing actress yeah i mean yeah yeah and ethel is just shattered yeah because she believed so strongly in the gargoyle king i mean even before she was on heroin yeah like yeah the heroin just helped and she she can't believe 
that she has been caught up in this. And she says to Betty, but I saw him. I saw the Gargoyle King in town. And Betty's like, yeah, there's someone going around town dressed up as him. <laughs> yeah. But he's not in here. Yeah. Um, so they need to figure out what they're going to do, what like what's happening. So the only thing they can do is they need to talk to Woodhouse. And Ethel is on board. Yeah, Ethel has had her detox. Yep. And is pretty devastated that Ben and Dilton are dead. Yeah, yeah. She's 100% into this now. Yeah. So uh, that cuts us back to the school. Where uh, we find out that off screen they canceled sports. <laughs> they canceled sports! <laughs> because of the seizures? Yeah, so it also looks like they're closing down the student. Oh, like, yeah, they're closing down the student lounge. Lounge. And they canceled sports and extra and other extracurriculars. Because. Whoa. And then Veronica brings up, like. So Veronica's talking to Cheryl and trying to figure out why I gotta know what's going on. And Cheryl reveals it. I mean, it reveals. We know since she's the student body president, she gets all the emails. So she knows there's a uh, there there's a uh, parent council meeting that night, which is actually why Alice went to visit Betty because Alice came back yes. from the farm in order to yeah. go to this meeting. Um, and Veronica is pretty sure that they're going to shut down the school, which seems crazy because. Then what? What would happen? Yeah. Where are these kids going to go? You can't shut down both of the high schools. <laughs> just every every high school in town. Like, do you... And she's like, oh, this is just what my dad wants. He wants to ruin education? I he, mean, sure. He, he wants to destroy everyone's futures? Uh, but then, Kevin, <laughs> but then, in comes a terribly dramatic Mr. Weatherby. He's doing the thing that we saw in uh, when... When they were saying shutting down South Side High and arresting all the serpents. pointing at people. Except for that was, uh, of course... That was uh, then Mayor McCoy. Yes. But now it's just Weatherby alone with men in blue, like, hazmat, hazmat suits. suits. Yeah. Um, and then he points at Ron and goes like... And shouts... It's one of the infected. And then Cheryl steps mildly in front of Veronica and is like, run. <laughs> and apparently she gets away. Because <laughs> that goes right into the next scene. So Reggie has found out more information about the Fizzle Rocks. Yeah. Heroin. Yep. He has found out that the gargoyles are giving away the first taste for free. Well, no, no not even the first taste. They're giving it away for free. Yeah, because that's how they get you hooked. I mean, I think Hiram just wants it gone for free. She wants He wants to get everyone on drugs, I guess. Is the Fizzle Rocks causing... Well, no, it can't be causing the seizures because the cadets are doing the Fizzle Rocks and the cadets aren't having seizures. Yeah. Well, no, it's it it makes people more pliable, I think. Yeah. Is, I think uh, Betty was right about that. Uh, no, because he because he doesn't he says like like this is weird. They're just giving it away for free. Oh, that's right. And Veronica says, "Oh, the first taste is free." And he's and it's like, "No, no, it's just like yeah, every they're just doing it for free." And he also knows for a fact that this is being made in the South Side in the prison that's being built. Which I mean, I guess they got started on that real fast. Well, it turns out that the prison is being built on the land of Southside High School. So I guess they're just converting Southside High into... into a prison. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a real good state-of-the-art prison. <laughs> I mean, it already looked pretty bad. And I guess it does already have chain-link fence inside the cafeteria. I'm mostly impressed that that Reggie could figure this out. And Reggie does not explain how he knows this. Like, it feels like in this case, Reggie, like, dude... Rich, if Betty was here, Reggie has sources. Yeah. Because Veronica just like, oh, good. Thank you for telling me. 
Like, there could have been a whole episode of Reggie, like, sneaking around town and, like, driving up in his cool car and slicking his hair back and talking to people. And, like, flirting with girls for information. And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm more of thinking that because this leads right into the next thing, which is the meeting. Mm-hmm. Where where they are having a meeting. Turns out this meeting doesn't mean anything. The meeting is also in Principal Weatherby's office. Yeah. Not in, like, the school gym. Because I would assume more than four parents would be concerned about this. It turns out it's – I mean, it looks like this is a very specific set of parents. So this group yeah. includes Hiram, because nothing lurking happens in the corner. In this town without him. <laughs> Just lurking in the corner. Hermione, because yep. she's the mayor. Yep. Uh, I was going to say Betty. Alice. Penelope Blossom. Yeah. Two men. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get any lines. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously not all the parents. It's just like, like it's like there's a, I guess it's the school council. I there's guess a, There's so. a council of parents. I don't know. It turns out this mean doesn't matter because uh, Hermione just comes in and is like, like, look, I'm just going to shut down this school. I've already decided I'm shutting it down until we can figure out why the seizures. Which, I mean... In some ways is fair enough, because if there is, like, some sort of illness going around, not having, like, trying to, like, that's something you can do. But Alice should really point out, Betty had a seizure not at the school. Well, that's why they they count her as, they say she's patient zero. Oh, yeah, because Penelope Blossom is like, we need to find patient zero, we need to run a battery of tests. And Alice is like, hmm, good thing I put Betty in that <laughs> mental institution. Mwah. And then Veronica comes charging in with Cheryl. And she just shouts Hiram's misdeeds at him. Yeah, like, this is what I meant. Like, if Reggie does have, Reggie has evidence, right? He has yeah. some sort of proof to it. It's Veronica, once again, being not as clever as she thinks she is, just runs in and is like, hey, here are things that I believe are true. Hey, Dad, you did crime. Hey, the prison is where the drugs are being made. Hey, those aren't the CDC. The CDC never came. Hey, you just want to shut down the school so you can have more land for free. And then Hiram, because he's also not very clever, just steps up and goes, no. <laughs> and then was like, hmm, yes, very interesting. Uh, Veronica, any sort of rebuttal? <laughs> and then Cheryl steps in, and Cheryl is the Lorax. Cheryl speaks for those who cannot speak for themselves. She speaks for the trees. She speaks for the ground. The writing in this episode is bizarre. There's a lot of I'm, I can't, I can't poke on them all. There's a lot of small moments where someone's like, like, oh, the like, oh, some remembrance for the fallen. Like someone is writing this with a literary mind. Yeah, no, Cheryl, full stop, is the Lorax. Yeah. It turns out all of the vixens. Except for Veronica and Tony, <laughs> have disappeared. Yeah. And Hiram claims they're in the hospital. But he doesn't do it in a great way. He's like, they're in the general hospital. And I have a feeling that Cheryl knows that they are, in fact, not in the hospital. Because yeah, that'll be the first place you check. Yeah. <laughs> and. Hiram also is he reveals like those are not like this oh the CDC wouldn't come here for such a small thing and so I'm like So I hired my own private firm. And I'm like Mr. Weatherby How you just did... went along with that? Why would you Mr. Weatherby hire you... your own firm? <laughs> Hold on Mr. Weatherby, you let the richest man in town hire a bunch of strangers to go in and kidnap a bunch of the students. And you helped with and it. And you helped with that. How do you know this isn't some more, so like weird sex ring? Because Weatherby, there have been weird sex rings in this town. Like, 
it's it's just insane that that anyone I understand there's no they keep on pointing there's no sheriff in town but there's still a police force there's still I mean I mean there's still something there's still something happening in this town there's still laws (laughs) law still exists but okay, so the, the the meeting starts getting to a head. Cheryl's threatening everyone. Penelope and stands, stands up, up to threaten her daughter, and then has a seizure, Great. and no one helps her. <laughs> no, Cheryl rolls her eyes. Everyone just sort of like looks at each other, like, "Oh my god, are you going to help her?" And Cheryl gets this look and first, like, "Oh, this now." <laughs> it's not the first time she's done this. It's true. Oh. So. We go back to Toledo, yeah. which I would like to remind you is in Ohio. Yes. It's by Lake Erie. Yeah. So I think we now have to assume that Riverdale takes place in Maine again. Uh, yeah, I said it's, it's probably like the it's the north it's the northeast. It's like Maine. It might it might be suburb of New York, I think, if you look it up. Yeah. Could be like Connecticut. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we're back with the I mean, let's be clear. This is another serpent caravan. No, it's exactly the same it's, as the caravan in River. It's just Dale. this one is in a junkyard rather than a field by a river. And Gladys, her caravan is mostly full of children. Yes. Like teenagers. Yeah. Um, she gets an update on what's been going on in Riverdale, and she is furious. She does not like Hiram, which is she, fair. She's like, he's clearly the ringleader, dum-dums. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, to her, Jughead believes that as well. That's true. Like Jughead, that is Jughead's entire thing is that it is clearly Hiram. And even our like, so she asks like, "Well, why is going Archie so bad?" And Archie's like, and Jughead's like, "Oh, because he stood up to him." And then Archie's like, well, "Also, I dated his daughter." But what these dumb boys don't know, <laughs> it's still, it's still because Hiram wants to punish Veronica. Yeah, I guess. Although now I don't think Hyman <laughs> remembers why he started it. Yeah, it man, it's going to reach a point where it doesn't make any sense, and we are careening towards that. Um, Gladys also hates Penny with the <laughs> passion of a thousand stars. She mentions the scar, and we haven't been keeping an eye out for that scar. No, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if that scar is still there. Once again, Archie does not have any scars. He is unblemished. Now, Gladys hates Penny because Penny either hates fp or hit on fp i i think she hit on it feels it feels like the way this show would go is that she hit on fp and gladys is having none of that and also she you know carved a chunk off of her son yeah uh that that sort of gets uh jughead so like he sort of sasses uh his mom by being Mm -hmm. like like look don't act so high i know you're doing crime here and then she's like yeah I might do a little bit of crime, because I have to look after all these kids. And then Jughead's like, well, you didn't look after me. And, and all I can think of is, is like, guys, he wasn't upset that you're doing crime. He does crime. He's upset that you are trying to pretend you didn't. Now, she is very upset yeah. that he is a serpent. Yeah. She does not want him to be the king of the serpents. Which doesn't make any sense, because she left to go do another chapter of this. Like, it seems like... So we learn now that cha- the serpents are not a Riverdale gang. They're like the Hells Angels. There's yeah, they're chapters. a national gang. Yeah, so they're the Toledo serpents, and he's this... And so, so it seems like a serpent king is the person in charge of that chapter. Yes. So... so that's helpful. <laughs> that's helpful. 
it's helpful. Well, that also explains how they can still be kind of disorganized. Yeah. Because if they're not one gang but a chapter of gangs, it means that, like, yeah. They can kind of do their own thing. Yeah. And also yeah. it means that, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, rules you have to go through with the overall gang, not just as your chapter. That also sort of explains why Penny Peabody is still there. Kind of. Or was still there for so long. Yeah. And why she had that power. And also why FP was still in charge for so long, even though he didn't want to be. <laughs> yeah, that 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 kind of makes that. Anyway, so she's like, I don't I don't like that you're a serpent. That's why I left you with the serpent. Great. Like, so you weren't running away from being a and also are you upset that jelly beans a serpent? Yeah, because she's obviously a serpent. She's obviously a serpent. Say whatever you want. You're wearing a jacket that says Toledo Serpents. So during all of this, um, Gladys sends Archie off to go get some of a roasted pig because he needs food. Real food. He's a growing boy. <laughs> and Archie takes the longest route to get there. He, like, <laughs> leaves the area. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go stretch my he, legs and work up an appetite. Like he instantly gets lost. <laughs> Even though the pig, like, you can see the pig from where they're sitting. Yeah, he just wanders off, which is enough for our favorite person. Uh, favorite member of the League of Stupid Evil. Penny Peabody yeah. has, I guess, followed them from Riverdale. So was she there throughout the whole... She's like, ah, you left a trail so easy to find. I'm like, what? <laughs> Did she just walk behind them? And <laughs> what do you... So, I mean, I, I guess it makes... Here's the thing, though. It, really, it does make sense. She She's like, ah, oh, you left a trail. No, they didn't. They went to one place. Then and they Archie... went to his mom's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Pretty easy to guess. Yeah, it really sounds like she's trying to, like, you know, hype herself up. When she could have just been like, well, of course you would go to his mom's. I've been sitting here waiting for you. I thought you would have got here weeks ago. Yeah, the last place you were was in that farm. And now you're in Toledo. So she's very clear there is a bounty on Archie's head. Yes. So she's going to give him a real murder. Yep. Until. (laughs) Jelly Bean pops up. Who has a crush on Archie. Yep. Yep. And Penny's like, what are you going to do? Run away, little girl. And this little girl is a sniper shot. Smacks her right in the middle of the, or the side of the forehead, the temple. Right in the head with the slingshot. And it is a hollow sound. And And Archie is horrified. (laughs) Archie's like, what? People actually shoot sometimes? Wait, what? (laughs) I've tried to shoot so many people. And I could never do it. I've tried to do so many things. (laughs) I deserve this. So then we get a little bit of time with uh, Penny where she's like, uh, essentially her main point is like, oh, man, Hiram will never stop to get that boy. And Gladys is like, huh, get out of here, kids. I'm going to talk to Penny Peabody. <laughs> with this knife in my hands. Mm. Yeah. So she's going to interrogate Penny with a knife and it is not going to be. It's not great. She's real mad that this woman cut into her son. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, if there's one thing I think listeners of, well, listeners of our podcast know a lot of things about me now, (laughs) but one thing they should know about me is I get really into things after the time where they're popular. Oh, yeah. That's fair. So in the wake of Defy Media shutting down, I've gotten super into watching content from Clever. Okay. Including, like, Aaron Robinson and Jocelyn Davies and Lily Marston's private Instagram channel. Or not Instagram. <laughs> private YouTube channels now. All right. Because, you know, 
clever is now ostensibly shut down. And so I'm like, oh, of course I should get into this. Yeah, no, that seems fair. Uh, so Lily, who I, got, I found this sort of because they did a photo shoot where they dressed as Riverdale characters. Yeah. And none of them had ever seen Riverdale. Okay. So Lily Marston dressed up as Betty, Lily yeah. Reinhold, and she looks so much like her. Yeah. So she, on her... Uh, on her channel and her YouTube channel is forever drinking Coors Lights. <laughs> and so is, I want to point out our dad. <laughs> yep. Our dad only drinks Coors Lights. Exclusively Coors Lights. Well, I mean, if there, if usually it's like, like our brother has another beer, he'll drink that as well. But like, if there's ever a choice, it's Coors Light. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. like 30 packs of them. <laughs> and the tall cans. Yeah. So Lily is always drinking these Coors Lights. And I was like, Hmm. I should theme my drink to Riverdale. Through a very roundabout way. Yeah, that was a long walk around. Yeah. So I'm drinking Coors Light. Okay. Just like Dad. Yeah. Coors Light, one of the most popular beers, like, around. Yeah. You can give us a review on that. <laughs> Tell us about Coors Light. It's 4% alcohol. Yeah. It's born in the Rockies. Yeah. Has 110 calories in this little, in this big can. Ooh. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It's Coors Light. It is produced uh, in Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Moncton, and St. John's. Yeah, once again, one of the most popular beers, like, out there. I guess one of the main brands. But it's such a Canadian beer. The Silver Bullet. Yeah. I mean, it's Coors Light. What am I supposed it's to say Light. about it's it? It's Coors Light. It's Coors Light. No, that's fair. It's better than Bud Light, because Bud Light has, like, a sm- very small banana taste to it. Well, we're not well, we're not uh, uh, reviewing Bud Light, though, are we? No, we're reviewing Coors Light, yeah. which is a light, refreshing beer. Good for the winter, I guess. <laughs> Gotta get sponsorships or something. <laughs> <laughs> People need to send me drinks, because otherwise I start reviewing Coors Light. Yeah. Hey, local Calgary breweries, there's a lot of you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want some Coors Light? I don't want any Coors Light. It's one of the most popular beers in the world. I don't want it. I don't have anything clever to say. I just don't want it. <laughs> that It's getting warm, too. Yeah. So, so we get back to the lodges where Veronica's hanging out, I guess. Yeah, I guess she lives there again now. I think, she's, I think she... It's not very clear why she went there. I guess she went there because her dad was like, Veronica, come here. I got to glow it at you. Hey, I'm going to be Hiram. Guess what, Veronica? I have a plan. You, Everything you said was, well, mostly correct. But guess what? There's even more. You don't even know what's going to come. It's going to be biblical. You see, you see, Veronica, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to have the plan. And you can't even imagine the, the plan. plan. <laughs> but I have a plan. The plan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a kingdom and a legacy. And I hope one day you'll be by my side. Then Veronica brings up an almost good point. I mean, it is a good point, but she doesn't quite comprehend what she's saying, where she's like, Dad, you may be untouchable in Riverdale because you're married to the mayor and there's no sheriff, but there's a big world out there. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. there's like federal levels. And then what Veronica said is, and they're going to see through you. But what she should say is... I'm going to call the FBI. They can still persecute you. Your crime does not exist in a vacuum. <laughs> you st- it's still crime. It's still there's still crime. You're definitely still breaking federal laws. Like I feel I feel like there's someone somewhere she can call and be like, "Hey, there's a prison and they're 
like, and they're just making drugs. Like, there's tip lines. I know yeah. they might not follow it, but, like, there's levels. I feel and, like. like <laughs> if all of the kids called the tip line and they got a lot of tips. I know it's not very interesting to see on screen a whole bunch of children just calling, <laughs> calling a tip the line. the FBI tip line. <laughs> but, like, you have to feel like at a certain point they'd be like, we should check. And all, all Veronica has to do, all she has to do is not gloat to her father. <gasps> But you know she, she'd be like, Dad, game over. I got everyone to call the FBI, and they're going to go to the prison, and they're going to find all the drugs there. And Dad's like, well, then I'll just move them. All right, goodbye. Kevin, I stopped listening because I figured out how the season's going to end. What? Archie, while on his adventures, his walkabout is going to meet the president. <laughs> it's not going to be the current president. It's going to be the Riverdale president, who will probably be named, like, Reverend Tim Tom. Reverend? First name Reverend. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Reverend President Tim Tom. Re- president Reverend Tim Tom. He's going to meet him, and they're going to bond over, like, dogs in the woods. And then he's going to come back into town, hiding inside the president. It's going to be so just, like, newsies. newsies. You're gonna, you're, you're, Aaron, you're, so you're describing... To me, the end of the Disney classic musical film, Newsies, starring Christian Bale yes. and other children. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be so good. He's going to shut down the place where the kids go to prison. Yep. He's carrying the banner. He's going to be swinging his cane all over the place. Yeah. Wait, so he's crutchy in this? No, the president has a cane. Oh, I mean, it, the, the president... Because it's Teddy Roosevelt. It's Teddy Roosevelt. He has a cane. I don't think... I know. I don't think that's a thing. I think he just waves. <laughs> no, he's a bigger role in the Broadway production. I know he is. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. This is my prediction. All right. Sorry. Um, so, namely, Veronica's not going to call the FBI. No, she's just going to shout at her dad. Uh, we go from that right back to the uh, the new serpent caravan in the junkyard. Where Gladys Jones's hands are covered with more blood than we have ever seen on like, this TV show. Like up to her forearms, mm-hmm. and she cannot get it off. And, and <laughs> It's a real out-out damn spot moment. And really, Jughead and Archie are not like paying attention. Jughead's just like, did she talk? Did she say something about G&G? And Glatz is like, oh, I don't know. She said some stuff. I got to figure it out, guys. I got to figure it out. And, yeah, it. And it, then Archie's like. And she comes around and she, she's like, don't you see, Jughead? Hiram did this on purpose. He ran you guys out of town to get you out of there before he did whatever he was going to do. And I'm like, there's, there's no way he knew Jughead was going to go. No human being could ever imagine that this series of events would happen. Which means, wait, did he want to get Archie, Archie out of town? Been- what could Archie do? Well, I mean, Archie is a robot. Maybe he has a sensor to tell where the seizures are coming from. Yeah. Really, really like, this is a, this is a moment where Glad's supposed to be like, oh, you foolish children. But really, she's not right. Yeah, there's no way she's right. She's just putting a lot of attitude into it. Now, Archie does say to her, he's like, but you're a grown-up. What should I do? <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, Finally, <laughs> Veronica realizes her best friend is missing. Yeah, when she gets a call from Betty. And like, Veronica's like, Betty, where were you? I thought you were at the farm. And I'm like, you couldn't spare a single thought or, like, 
You ran a casino last week. The last time we saw you, you were just having fun cheerleader times. You never thought to call Betty. Anyway. Anyway. Or that means Alice lied. Yeah. And told him, like, oh, no, Betty's coming to the farm with me. Which is a very malicious thing for Betty. Because, like... Like, and Alice is not malicious. Like, Alice really does think she's doing the right thing. Yeah. So it'd, so it'd be weird if she hid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, except for from Penelope. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> obviously. Also, that means... Wait, so she's pulled out of school and just like, hey, uh, Betty's not coming to school anymore. Uh, man, I don't Weather- care about her future. Man, Weatherby, you should follow up on some of this stuff. There's a lot of things that are just slipping under your radar. Remember when Alice cared so much about Betty's future and, like, her getting into the right college and... Well, now Alice is... Re- her to take Adderall. <laughs> but now Alice is really into the farm. That's true. So Betty calls Veronica and essentially does a lot of things that has been happening this episode where some people are just transferring information between storylines. Mm-hmm. So she's like... All right, so these things called fizzle rocks, and they're testing it on the people here. So you guys need to figure out some stuff about the drugs. Yeah. Just, like, get more information about the drugs, Veronica. Yeah. yeah. And we get most of this through when Veronica is telling it to Cheryl. Because Veronica and Cheryl are going on their drug search together. <laughs> to talk to Penelope. In, in a way, only those two characters working together can. And we'll come to that soon. Yeah. But first... <laughs> We have a delightful scene where Ethel causes a distraction. And Betty threatens Woodhouse with a shiv carved out of a paintbrush. Awesome. <laughs> and I want to see the scene where she carves a shiv. <laughs> She's just sitting there being like, Just staring at the gargoyle like, king's I'm gonna like, get out, poster. I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna stab someone. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused what she carved the shiv with. Because I feel like it also <laughs> would have been sharp. Just that. <laughs> like, I guess the idea is supposed to be that the sh- that the paintbrush is less subtle, but it's a giant paintbrush with like, it's like you could stake a vampire with oh, this. Oh, it's a full Buffy the Vampire Slayer stake. So, so I have to imagine she used a knife to carve the shit. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Uh, she's gonna. She's time to interrogate uh, Derek Woodhouse. Back in Toledo. Gladys wakes up Jughead in the middle of the night so they can have a private midnight talk. Now that she's got all the blood off her hands. Now she can focus. Yeah. So she explains that she didn't want to freak anyone out, but, like, Hiram's going to kill Archie. Yeah, he's like, Hiram's not only put a bounty on Archie, anyone who helps Archie. Which, which like, like if he goes back to town, it's going to be, uh, you know, Luke Perry Andrews and this. And, like, he's never going to stop. And my question is, doesn't Hiram have better things to do? Yeah, doesn't he need to work on his evil plan as Why? opposed to trying to kill this child and yeah. his friends? Yeah. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense for... It, it, don't get me wrong. It makes sense for the Hiram we are about to learn. But it does not make sense for the Hiram they want us to think he is. Because he's supposed to be an evil mastermind. So why does he care so much about this one sweet boy? Like, he's in... At this point, he's in Toledo. Like... That's far away? It's, I'm presuming it's far away. <laughs> uh, but, like, wh- why? 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 Now... In a and shock. everyone just everyone just assumes this, like, uh, like offhand. They're like, oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, of course. Of course. In a shocking turn of events, Archie overhears this. And he bursts into the conversation. And he's like, in my life, <laughs> I've done so many things. And everything I do, it will hurt other people. And I'm like, man, the the show has to have gone through so many, like... So someone decided what arc they wanted Archie to take and be damned with reason or logic. He is taking it. Because, 
Archie's in the wrong world, really, is what it comes down to. This poor sweet boy who just wants people around him to be happy. He's not involved in any storyline other than his own storyline, which is not involved in other storylines. He lives in his own personal hell. <laughs> this, this could, you could cut out Archie's storyline and it would not change the overarching story. And in fact, when we see Hiram in any other scene... He's not even thinking about Archie. <laughs> Archie is thinking about Archie so much more than Hiram is. Well, apparently... No, but apparently Hiram off screen is thinking about Archie all the time. But when we see him, those are his Archie breaks. So Archie's like, no, I now I do have to go alone because I've been proven correct again that I do hurt everyone around me. So I'm going to go across the border well, I mean, to Canada. Well, no, here's the thing. It's very important to keep in mind. Uh, Gladys says, we'll bring you across the border. They never say what border it is. We assume it's Canada because it's the closest one. But it's like they don't, they don't want to say he's going to Canada. Well, they do say he's going up to the border. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to mention Canada because I think when you say he's running off to Canada, you'd be like, eh, uh, "All right, he's okay. fine." Also, if he's crossing at like the Toledo area in the Lake Erie, he's going to Ontario. Yeah, he's going to Toronto. Yeah, he's going to Toronto. Well, I mean, first he's going to St. Catharines in yeah. London. We go to Niagara on the Lake for a little bit. Just have a nice trip yeah, there. He can just hang out. Yeah. Go to all the B and Bs. Yeah. Archie's taking a trip to Canada. Is the point we're getting across? <laughs> and Jughead's going home. Yeah. I mean, we already knew that the that, that that's where the guys the drugs were coming from. Yeah, duh. <laughs> coming from Canada. Oh man. Oh he's, yeah, the drugs were coming from Canada. <laughs> he's gotta find a way to cut off the supply. <laughs> During his team up with the president. Why is the president in Canada? He's having a visit with cool Canadian pre- prime minister Justin Trudeau. So it's so fantasy president, but real. Prime Minister, for oh, I mean, obvious it, reasons. It's not going to be Justin Trudeau. It's going to be like Jordan Trudeau. It's going to be Pierre Trudeau. because <laughs> oh, it's going to be a completely different person. We're going to use the same last name, so it's very similar. So we're going to do like, let's say, I mean, he's French, right? There's a, there's a lot of French in Canada, so let's just say Pierre. So yeah, Pierre, yeah, completely new creation, Pierre Trudeau. American listeners, one of our most famous prime ministers is Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the father of our current prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, that's true. They might not get that joke. <laughs> but for the Canadians, that was the funniest thing they ever you heard. You loved it. I assume. So, uh... Cut to another interrogation. <laughs> because Betty and Ethel have tied up Sister Woodward looking Woodhouse. at the Gargoyle... Woodhouse. It's Woodhouse because it's from Archer. Looking at the Gargoyle King statue. Yeah, and Betty admits that, I guess, is what I take from it, she's immune to heroin? But it worked on her once. (laughs) Well, no, Erin, I assume it didn't. She was faking it. But she was thinking the prayer in her head. I know, Erin. That's what's so confusing. Like, I don't... This scene right now sounds like she is saying that, like, it never worked and I was tricking you. But that doesn't make sense because we heard her internal thoughts and saw her vision of the Gargoyle King. Maybe Betty forgot about the one time it worked because she was on drugs. <laughs> or or maybe Betty is so, so tricky she tricked the audience. <laughs> Betty's... Any of these options is right, but the main one to keep in mind is that Betty is immune to heroin. <laughs> and so... I don't know why, and I don't know how she learned that. But I like it. I like to imagine sort of like the Princess Bride thing where she's like, don't you understand? I've taken so much heroin. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I just carried around a tiny amount of fizzle rocks in my mouth for a week. Was it iodine powder from Princess Bride or something? Iocane. Iocane powder? Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Um, we also find out during the scene that it turns out that Griffin and Gargoyles was created by – so they've always had the statue. And they used to yeah. just put kids in there because the statue scared them yeah. and made them docile. It made less sense that the statue was just something in the building. Like, they that's weird. They just discovered it? <laughs> They're like, oh, let's do this. But it turns out that eventually some of the – students some of the patients started making up the myth of the gargoyle king to understand what they saw when they were in the room now this, now what i was saying earlier is that this actually is kind of a cool concept this makes sense. and if there was more fantasy elements i actually for some reason would be kind of cool like lovecraftian type yeah. things i'd be cool with this and so then some of those patients created the Giffin- griffins and gargoyles game yeah. as a way to like process their feelings and emotions Unfortunately, just like the minds of Moria, yeah. they dug too deep and they made the game too powerful. Yeah, they they go back to treating it like it is a sentient thing that can like affect people. It's too people. powerful. It can't go to the it was never intended to go to the outside yeah, world. Yeah, cuz one thing that Woodhouse says is like this game evil made from the minds of madness. And I'm like I'm not entirely pleased at the idea that this game is implying that the only people who would play like tabletop role-playing games are ill in some way when there's a lot of people who do actually do process well like so drama therapy yeah is a real thing yeah and, and role-playing games are like a homebrewed version yeah of drama therapy and for a lot of people like that's the way that they're they are able to interact and process with things in a safe way but this is really making it feel like th- like that is no it it drives them even madder. But to be fair, I think also you know a homebrewed way of processing your emotions. Yeah, it's not a controlled environment. You don't know, like you don't have the training and background, so it could go wrong. Yeah, I and mean- so in the hands of a show that's actually focused on this storyline. Yeah, it could be really interesting. Yeah. But because we're throwing a lot of other things all over the place, they just they kind of gloss over it, and then it does become it does become kind of like they're implying that only madmen can play these games. Yeah, which which kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, it's um, not great. As I said, this is one thing where I'm like, oh man, that that is that is pretty cool. It's super um, cool. But it's and surrounded by a lot of weird nonsense. And if should be a single plot line, not like a C plot line. Yeah. yeah. So hey, so we learned about the birth of G and G. I assume. Because I keep on focusing on this, the farm has come at some point. Edgar Evernever was one of those people. Especially because we know they've cast an actor to play yeah. him. And it can't be Hiram, because Hiram... Was not in... He the wasn't, Sisters right? Quiet Mercy, no, as know- far as we know. Yeah. I mean, he he's he feels too young. Because we saw him as a teenager learning about it at school. So yeah. as a child, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it could it could be that could be the route could they're be the going, twist. which is also kind of weird. So then Betty and Ethel lock sister in with the gargoyle, <laughs> and king. they're gonna go free the rest of the kids. They do mention the stray conversion place. Yes, they have to get all of them. So they're gonna get all the kids, and they're gonna shut this place down. Yeah. Finally, uh, let's move on to more interrogation, where Veronica <laughs> and Cheryl are essentially water-torturing Penelope 
With maple syrup. Yeah, they're just pouring maple syrup on her. And once again, this is a thing that at some point they had to have planned, which is something that only Veronica and Cheryl could come up with. Well, remember, they did it to Chuck in season one. Um, Yeah, not to this process, though. Like, that <laughs> one, I think they were just, like, pouring. Yeah. Yeah. This one is, like, buckets full. Anyway. Uh, Penelope reveals... So much, but actually absolutely nothing. She tells us nothing new. Yeah, she's got apparently Hiram is going to create a place where they can freely deal drugs and do prostitution. Where they can live out their deepest, darkest desires. And the and Veronica is like, how is he going to create this vice city? And she's like, all right, I'll tell you. It's dumb. Cut away. We don't see what she's going to say, but... But we we learn what she said, and it's... It's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, meanwhile, with Betty and Ethel, uh, this thing that, that Miss Woodhouse said is true. The kids don't want to leave. Because they're on drugs. Because they're on drugs. <laughs> Betty and Ethel are like, you're right. They do feel like they feel too safe. Like they feel safe here. They don't want to do this. I'm like, no, no. They're on heroin, and they're addicted to heroin. And, and then- they know they get heroin... Here. From here. So they're saying here to get more heroin. They may not understand it's heroin. They just know this is the place that makes them feel safe. Yeah. And the thing that's making them feel safe it's is heroin. heroin. <laughs> so then Betty and Ethel whisper for a bit and they're like, wait. The sister said that the game controls them. So let's <laughs> use the game to control them. Yeah, let's gr- free them from the Gargoyle King with its opposite. The Griffin Queen. And Ethel which, loves it. Which is... Which works, I you know guess. What, that, it's pretty cool. I kind of like it. I wish we would have heard about it earlier. Yeah. Like, if they had seeded that in earlier of the Griffin Queen being... We being see, a thing? We see so, so many times that this game is played that they couldn't seed in earlier that the Griffin Queen is a thing. Because this would have been a great moment of, be, of like, <gasps> instead this comes out of nowhere. It's nonsense. Yeah, oh, Ethel creates it. Just like a game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> No, this was an important thing that was there all along. Didn't you didn't you catch all my clues? This does kind of feel like a bunch of people playing a very boring game of Dungeons and Dragons because <laughs> plot lines just come in out of nowhere. Josie's player can't always be there to play. So they want her to be a main character, but she can't be there. She's got like another job she's gotta do. She can't be there for every session. Sidebar, Kevin. Yeah. They made pop figurines of the Archie of the Riverdale characters. Yeah. They've not yet rolled out Josie's. It's coming in the summer. Because she's not a main character. Yeah, like it's it's just the show is and it's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the show Stop pretending she's a main the character. The show really pushes her. I'm like, this fine, you got a lot of wonderful secondary characters. Yeah. I don't know, but she's treated different than the rest of them. Anyway. Anyway. So now we have all the feels. We have a moment of so many feels. Yeah, so Archie's gonna leave, but then the door swings open. <laughs> Luke Perry Andrews. And, he, and he's like, I don't know how I got here. I, was, I wasn't I was on the show for so long. And then I just got teleported here. Oh, my God. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, oh, Archie. <laughs> so clearly Gladys called him, but that's not all she called. She also called FP. I still don't know why she left. Whatever. I, I kind of hoped in this scene we would get some clues as to why she left. We don't. We don't. We get it clear that... There's, FP loves her yeah. so much. And there's still some residual from her to him, but it's not... And Jellybean's real mad at him. She, But your mom left to do crime elsewhere. But there was... Remember 
during the season, uh, like we, we might just be forgetting something. Is the thing. well during the season two finale? Yeah, when all of the serpents were kicked out of the South Side. Yeah, Jughead and FP were going to leave Riverdale forever to go to Toledo to be with Jellybean and Gladys. So maybe that's why she's upset. Is that he that's said he was going to go and then and then he didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be like Jellybean. All right, let me explain to you this. So many things have happened. <laughs> Just sit down. This is going to take a while. Well, I kind of wish this entire show was FP explaining to Jellybean <laughs> why he couldn't leave that town. And it ends with just, like, How I Met Your Mother. Just ends with Jellybean being like, I understand. Also, <laughs> or she'd be like, you have to be lying to me. There's no way all of that There's happened. There's no way all that happened. <laughs> so I have a question about logistics. Yeah. FP is there with his motorcycle. Yeah. And Jughead's helmet, Jughead's serpent jacket, and Jughead's motorcycle. He, I know what you're thinking. Is Luke Perry Andrews thinking? also has a car. Yeah. Um, How did the motorcycle get there? I assume he brought along a spare serpent who just stays there now. Oh, now he's Toledo Serpent. Now you're a Toledo Serpent. And he's like, I have like a girlfriend. Well, now you don't. Now you, now you have Toledo. <laughs> That's the only thing I can assume is that there is another serpent who brought the bike. Like, it must be. Either that or he had the craziest time. <laughs> He's just driving, holding on to the other motorcycle with one hand. Yeah, like when you have a bike and you're trying to bring another bike with you and you're like, this was the worst thing ever. You or like he that. made Luke Perry Andrew put a motorcycle inside his car and Luke Perry was like, my car can't handle this. And FP was like, it's fine. Uh, okay, so anyway, back in Riverdale. We get a quick scene with Veronica and Cheryl get the ROT- ROTC. We'll pick up with that later. stuff. Yeah. Uh Ethel plays a game. She tells a story, for she is a game master. This game is very loose. Like, she just stands in front of a group and is like, we now all must leave according to the game. But don't worry, someone will keep us safe. And in comes Betty wearing a homemade Griffin Queen costume. Like, like with mops. And then she throws the head of the Gargoyle King, which I assume she cut off the statue then, right? Which means that she was in there with, with like, an axe, I don't know, a saw. She had something to get through it. (laughs) Or she just found it somewhere. And Sister Woodward just sat there. House, Woodhouse. House. Just sat there and watched her, because she's tied up to a chair. Yeah, just like, sorry. Sorry, I did not expect to come back. Hold on. I know, I left really dramatically, but I really need this head. <laughs> it's going to take a while. <laughs> anyway, Betty's costume is amazing and terrible. And I, I like I like the, the, the reason they couldn't do the same thing to the other girls they could do with Ethel is that the fact that there is, <laughs> there is Sister a Sister Woodhouse, Woodhouse in, in there. the room already. So she couldn't just bring a whole bunch of girls. Like, hey, girls, look, see, now detox. I'll see you in a couple hours. <laughs> All of you get in there. Anyway, the story works. All of the drugged up girls yeah. are willing to leave, and the gay conversion kids just want to leave. Yeah, we assume they're also there. Yeah, we, no, we we see boys. Yeah, we're assuming shorthands also a lot here. Yeah. Um, Archie is dying his hair. <laughs> By that we mean KJ Appa did not dye his hair for a couple days. Yeah. And you know what? He now looks weird without the red hair. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's I disagree, but I mean he looks right. Yeah, but I'm like this is not what I expect. Where's your fake hair, my dude? Remember we had the uh, the episode where he played his dad. Maybe it's because his hair is so spiky now because it's disheveled. Oh yeah, right. The, this entire episode he is disheveled, Archie, which means his hair is all spiky. I thought earlier, like in the other ones, it's because he took off a hat. No, now he's just uh, the way his hair goes because he just stands up straight now because he's on Riverdale anymore, so his hair is all spiky. Uh... <laughs> 
So it turns out he's doing this at like the last rest stop before the border. Yeah. Because he walks out to see his dad and his dad's like, well, you know, I could go with you. We can go hunting. We can fish. I'll teach you how to do construction. So so once again, this is another instance and finding the same plot line where it's a scene that is very well acted and is very emotional and very like compelling a good scene. But when you take a moment and think about the stuff around it, it's nonsense. I don't understand. I still understand why Hiram is chasing Archie so bad. Why Archie has to leave the country. And why his dad can't go with him. Like, there's no way Hiram has has tendrils into Oshawa. Well, I mean, there is Papa Poutine and Small Fry, but them's dead. Yeah, exactly. And that branch of the mafia... I guess. ...hates Hiram now? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, there, it, it, the, there's a lot of plot reasons why it had to reach this point, but I don't feel the emotional reasons. And the only reason this hit me so hard is because Luke Perry and KJ Apa are such amazing actors in this scene. Yeah. And then, so KJ's like, I mean, Archie's like, you can't go with me. You know you can't. <laughs> you got so much back there in that town. Like... <sighs> I guess he's just worried that if... <laughs> That if Luke Perry Andrews leaves town, that Hiram's just going to burn their house to the ground. You got to protect the house, Dad. <laughs> Hiram would do that. Hiram would the, do the that. Hiram that we are being that we are being shown that we are not being told about, but we're being shown would burn their house. Would to the do ground. that. He'd be like, Ah, no more Andrews here. Well, now this house, this is just like a porta potty. This is a big porta potty. I'm gonna use this for my prison. It's <laughs> not near. It's not near your prison. Well, this is gonna be like an auxiliary. This, this, when he people makes a sol- mini tiny prison. When people go into solitary, they have to come here, and that's where they poo. <laughs> All right, Hiram. Good plan, good, sir. Good for you. Um, Luke Perry Andrews gives Archie his dog to keep him safe, and then Archie. Heads off to Ontario. Archie heads off into the wood woods. <laughs> he is sneaking across the border. I guess. Luckily, it's Canada, so I don't think our borders are that well patrolled. <laughs> but, like, yeah. he's not crossing legally. I feel like also he could have crossed legally. Yeah, There's no way that Hiram has the borders being watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no way he has, like, the ins on the Canadian border, like, police. Yeah, there's no way. And not only that, it's not a, it's not a hard border to cross. Like, he no. can just walk and be like, hello, I am going to, uh, uh, what's the other side? There's, like, the two cities, Detroit and... Uh, London. Windsor. Windsor. Hello, uh, I'd like to see the sights of Windsor. I'm going to Windsor. Like, don't get me wrong, he was going to stay there for yeah. longer than his visa will allow him. But they'd be like, oh, what are you doing in Windsor? And he'd be like, oh... Seeing things, I may take a day trip to see Niagara Falls. I hear the Canadian side's pretty good. I brought a dog with me, but or it might be his Archie. So he'd be like, "I've done so many things, and now I have to be punished." So I'm going to Canada. <laughs> like, okay, teenage boy. <laughs> All right, that sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> have fun. Did you know, Aaron, that if a criminal enters Canada then goes back to the United States, the Mounties are allowed to follow them? Really? So Hiram, if he can, if if he's actually getting like drugs from Canada to the states, the RCMP can go after him. We actually have the legal right to do that. Maybe it does not work the other direction. Maybe Archie will make friends with a Mountie. Though now these days, I'm not so sure. But I know that originally, <laughs> that yeah, that that you that if a once a criminal entered Canada, that's it. The RCMP can follow them 
anywhere. They can chase them down. <laughs> I mean, they are the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. You you can't stop them. You can't stop them. Okay, we have to get to the ending of this We're thing. We're so close. But I don't know what my next note... Oh, okay. So the... Um, Hermione is in her mayor's office, sadly drinking scotch, when all of the kids bust in there. And by all the kids, I mean Veronica Sherrill and the RCOP. R-T-R-R-O-T-C. And they shout, no, stop. The plan's done. We know it. We know what you're going to do. Don't do it. We are making you not mayor anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no. Once again, Veronica is not, like, this doesn't make any sense. These are all things that Veronica could have done before, but decided to not do. Not not, not that anything would have worked. Yeah. But, like, it's weird that she decides now is the time where this stuff will work. Because her mom brings up a good point. You can't just de- depose me. I've been elected mayor by the town. You're a child. But it, anyway, it doesn't matter because she already made the call. And then... I was, <laughs> then, okay, so they get an emergency alert on their phone. Yes. And then an air raid siren goes off. And then they all go back to Pops. I guess. Yeah, because that's where they are. Yeah. Staring into the night. In sorrow. I'm I'm more confused about the air raid siren, Aaron. Yeah, why, why is it happening? Why does Riverdale, a town in, you know what, America, just America in general, have an air raid siren? Well, they used to. I guess for the because of Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking because I always think of um the Blitz how they would oh, have air yeah. sirens. No, but this I'm, is from the Cold War. Still, that's quite a thing to. It's definitely a choice to keep that active. Anyway, uh. So, oh my god, what's happening? Well, we don't know yet because we move over to the... Uh, Sisters the, the, of Quiet Mercy. Yeah. Where Alice pulls up in her car. and Or no, first Ethel's like, uh, Betty, what are we going to do with all these escaped kids? Yeah, all the kids are just wandering off in random directions towards the woods. They're going to get eaten <laughs> by cougars. Yeah, and Betty's like, uh, we'll figure it They're out. They're on heroin. <laughs> They're tripping out. And then Alice pulls up and she's like, Betty, I came to get you. Things are going down. We gotta go. And Betty's like, can we take all of these kids? So I guess the idea is she's bringing them to the farm, which means, man, that cult has got itself a lot of really pliable youths. Which is what they want. (laughs) Man, Betty, this feels real bad. (laughs) Don't bring them to a cult. You took them from one hell to another. (laughs) Don't they have parents? Yeah, they can go home. (laughs) Like, Well, I I mean, mean, it turns out they can't go home. They can't, but... (laughs) But they could have. And then what Betty's first thought is, well, we're going to take care of them, Ethel. Like, they're not dogs. <laughs> you didn't... I'm hoping because it is Betty. Well, especially the, well, what with the gay conversion kid. Okay, well, I'm hoping because this is Betty. Yeah. That what she's thinking is we'll get them through the detox. Yeah. And then send them home. Now, clearly also some of them can't have, like, oh, their parents probably sent them yeah. that the way. The gay conversion kids can't go home. No, yeah. They're, yeah, no, that's a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there's... Like, Some of these kids can go home. You can't just start your own caravan, Betty. Well, I guess she is technically a serpent. And everyone can on the show, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, a Jughead voiceover... Ri- Jughead voiceover rises up? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, and we'll talk about how Archie is leaving away. He has no idea what's going on, which is the usual thing Archie has. He has yeah. no idea what's going on. And uh, FP and Jughead pull up to the borders of town with their on their motorcycles and a barricade. Has been built up. With poli- with a lot of police, with a lot of shotguns. And uh, it turns out that Hiram's brilliant plan... Is to quarantine the town of Riverdale so he can rule it like a feudal king. 
and he has the governor. Well, the grudging support of the governor. The governor's not convinced this is yeah, going to work. Yeah, I guess I guess the governor the governor's like, "We'll keep people out of the town." And I'm like, "You're still in America. America. You're still in a country." I mean, I can, I have to assume he No, a mayor cannot declare martial law. Yeah, no, you can't do and like I assume this is not his end goal. It's something he's leaned towards. But what are you going to do when the quarantine lifts? Because it has to lift eventually. Because that's not going to happen. You can't put a, a town indefinitely under quarantine. BuzzFeed is going to write articles about that. Yeah, exactly. Like, this plot line is so funny because this and as well as the um, uh, G&G thing, these plot lines would have worked in like the 70s or the 80s where where like – you know, communication is not as super prevalent as it is now. But, like, Jughead and Veronica can just text, text. each other. <laughs> hey, Veronica, how's it going in the quarantine? But you know none of them are going to bring up anything like that. Like, Veronica, the the Lodges have this insane thought process where no one exists outside their field of view. Makes no sense. Like, this is the dumbest resolution to so he has a prison in there making drugs so they can just have a vice city so they can just have drugs and prostitution is this the like, idea why does he want that yeah why is this his process is that he wants like he's just a legacy is his plan just keep riverdale under quarantine forever because of the because i guess i guess like at this point 20 kids had seizures but, yeah but Oh, yeah, so he's causing the seizures. Yeah, clearly. But this doesn't make any sense. This is a real dumb thing. It's it's a supervillain thing. This is like a storyline you would see on a post-apocalyptic TV show Aaron. where he rules over a town that's full of vice and corruption and he holds, like, but there, the keys to the... Okay, this is the plot of Mad Max Fury yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, this is what <laughs> this is. This is Mad Max Fury Road, except for Aaron. It doesn't happen after the apocalypse. It happens in 2018 when there's still a country around and he's just like, no, man, I saw Mad Max. Like, Greendale is just down the street. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can walk to a lot of these places. Some of the people in that prison, Aaron, live in another city. Well, not anymore. So, wait, are they just stuck in there now? Yeah, now they're a part of Great Riverdale. Well, and apparently if she did good, her dad's debt would be paid and she could leave. Doesn't mean he'll let people out of the quarantine, which means they can break. This is the dumbest plan ever. This plan should only work in, like, a Spider-Man movie. So, coming into the second half of the season, most of our heroes are outside of the quarantine. Archie is in Canada. Yeah. Luke Perry Andrews is driving slowly back, filled with sorrow. Yeah. FP and, and Jughead are outside of town, which means we have two out of the three hot dads. Yeah. Which means a mixed success. Yep. Uh, Betty and Alice are at the farm. Yep. With Ethel. So the people who are inside town are essentially a lot of the secondary characters. And Veronica. And Veronica. And Cheryl. And Cheryl. Yes. They have no hope. Yeah. <laughs> they have no hope. Well, I mean, you know the show she's going to give Veronica something. I know. And it won't make any sense. She's going to have the secret key to solve the quarantine. It I mean, was inside her all along. The secret key to solve the quarantine is call literally anybody and say, hey, we're under quarantine in a town where no one's sick. You know what? Call at this point the CDC is going to come down. Yeah, call the, call the CDC. Who, who authorizes? The governor just was like, yeah, this town's under quarantine. It wasn't enough for the CDC to get there. And now they just have Hiram's fake report. My God, 
Veronica could have called him and be like, hey, a bunch of people in hazmat suits kidnapped a whole bunch of teenagers from my school. We don't know where they are. Where are they? A bunch of teenage girls have gone missing. An entire cheerleading team. Like. (laughs) Call BuzzFeed. (laughs) Call Fox News. This feels like something that they actually would. (laughs) (laughs) How? How is this where we have ended up eight episodes in? Remember when Archie started? Remember how they kept saying Hiram is this evil mastermind? And you know what? In some ways he is if his opponent was James Bond. (laughs) Like, this is something that a supervillain does. No rational person is like, I'm going to take a town, I'm going to build a prison in it, and I'm going to get it under quarantine so I can rule it. Yeah, that's not anyone's actual motivation. Like, (laughs) what? He's like one of those supervillains who's like, I want to destroy the world because I don't like the world. Yeah, is he going to hold Riverdale for ransom? And apparently, apparently the gov. How did he convince the governor? I guess he has dirt on the. How did he ever go to jail? Yeah, how? Maybe he did it on purpose. Oh yeah, for connections. Yeah, sure. Guys, uh... this episode went is going long, and it will go long because this is the hey, this is the mid season break. And also, we're not doing an episode next week, so yeah, yeah, because it's Christmas. Yeah. We're doing Christmas. But uh, let's wait for that music to play. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. You find yourself a CW moment. Did, Did I find, find a yourself- moment where logic was abandoned, just like Jughead's <laughs> arm tattoo? I mean, Scar. Only to come back at the most convenient moment in the form of drama. Yeah, when Gladys Jones straight up murdered Penny Peabody. Oh, yeah, right. Remember earlier when you said, uh, oh, man, Gladys, she doesn't like the big crime. What she does is fine with this murder. Well, you know. Penny Peabody is fully dead. That was a crime of protecting her son. Unless if Penny Peabody, no, not protecting her son, getting revenge for her son. When you're a mom, you gotta get revenge for <laughs> that your was, son. That was a crime of vengeance, Aaron. The there's, best crime. There's no, there's no, there's no jury in the world that'll be like, mm, yeah, I would say second degree. <laughs> I'm you, know, a fashion. you know what she likes? Manslaughter. Little crime? And the biggest crime. She does like mid-range. That mid-range crime that sends you to jail and takes you away from your kids. If you're going to go to jail, you could at least have murdered someone. And you better have murdered them for a good reason. <laughs> I haven't decided what the reason is yet, but I'll decide when it happens. That's how you get friends in prison. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a CW moment? Um, oh, man, there's so much in here. And it's and I do want to try to pick one that doesn't – there's not, like, a plot point. Because it's very easy with Archie, mm-hmm. with Riverdale, just to be like, well, here's a CW moment. It is the plot of this episode. And see, her murdering Penny Peabody did not add to the storyline. <laughs> no, she could have said, be- no, but her hands covered in blood. Yeah. Like, that is that is pure, like, my God, she killed her. Though the kids don't react to it, which is weird. Well, then, them dumb. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of jelly on your hands, Mom. <laughs> All like jelly bean. I mean, she did, there was that pig. Maybe she caught another pig for a new pig fry her, the next day. Her daughter does go by JB now, which makes sense because yep. you named your daughter Jellybean. I think Jellybean's a nickname. No, because she goes by JB now, well, which she's... means her name has to be Jellybean. But that's like saying Jughead's name is Jughead. Uh, his name no, is Forsyth. No, his name is, his, yeah, but he doesn't go by uh, JH. Well, I just, like, I think she, they could call her Jellybean. She's like, ugh. 
No, you, I'm going to have a grown-up version of my nickname. <laughs> I still want to have the nickname, but a grown-up version of it. I, you think she'd go by, like, no, call me Sarah. I'm pretty sure she has a real name. Uh, I think it's <laughs> Jellybean. Uh, anyway, that's not really the point we're going to go at. We have to do the... Uh, um, the, the yeah, give CW me your moment. CW moment. I think CW moment, uh, for what is that, is the, is the Cheryl asking Tony to move in with her? Not because, like, this, this, is a, this requires some explanation. Not because it's particularly dramatic, but because it is a moment that doesn't have any repercussions. And I can't imagine for a while it will. I can't imagine, like, like Tony being like, Oh, but Cheryl, we're now living together. It's going to matter when they're in a quarantine. So what you're saying is we're not going to get a Marissa doesn't know how to live moment. No, yeah, we're not really going to get that. It is a nice relationship moment. But considering the rest of this episode was about all these other things, it really it, – I almost, like, forgot about it by the end yeah. of the episode. And when you have Cheryl, like, holding Tony in the bed, I'm like – Okay, yeah, I guess, because she's... They live together now. They live together. Or maybe, she's still in bed rest, who knows. Veronica's, and Veronica's up and ready to go. Yeah. Tony's apparently still in bed rest. Veronica's also immune to heroin. <laughs> Kevin, I have some important news for you. Yeah. And it's the reason that Jellybean has to go by JB. Yeah. Her name is Forsythia. <laughs> <laughs> is that canonical in Riverdale, or just in Archie? In Archie. <laughs> Riverdale has not clarified either way. So here's the let's, let's be clear. There's no way she wins. Either she's named Jellybean and her parents named her Jellybean, or her parents named her the female version of her dad and her brother and her brother. Was that just FB being like, "We'll name, what will we name him? Forsyth. What will we name her? Forsyth. No, what? What? <laughs> what? But but he's named Forsyth. Give that one more go around again. What? <laughs> Forsythia. We're not doing that. And now yet we he did. That explains why the why Jelly Bean. Yep, and that's why when she was like, I can't go by Jelly Bean anymore, she was like, I also can't go by my name. Forsythia. Yeah. I am Forsyth. This is my son Forsyth, my daughter Forsythia, and her mother Gladys. We tried to get her to change her name. She wouldn't. She refused. <laughs> she refused. Uh, oh, man. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, this is a, this was a slightly longer than usual episode. I not super sized. No. But hey, uh Riverdale's taking time off. This is the mid season finale. They got they got like a month, I think, yeah. to come back. Yeah, there's four weeks until they're back. We are taking next week off. Yeah, because ne- well next next Monday is uh Christmas for you know, people who celebrate Christmas, which we do. Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. Well, yeah, but it's the Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next, I don't work between Christmas and New Year's, yeah, no so I'm not really, going to work on this. No one really works between Christmas and New Year's. It's true. Even if you do work, you're not really working. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take next week off, uh, but we'll be back. We'll probably do probably hit a few episodes of the OC. Yeah, yeah. We can get a good good streak going. Yeah. And then when Riverdale returns, we will return with it. With feelings and... See where, like, if they were... Good. I feel like this quarantine should last the rest of the season. I would hope so. But I... But it won't. Well, I mean, here's... For for two reasons, I won't. One, logically, it should not. Because 
yeah well are we gonna get like a bat man we need so many references for this thing we need like a like a the bat the what's the final batman movie batman dark knight rises <laughs> where <laughs> where bane comes in oh man if hiram comes in like bane He's oh. like, Archie, you were born in the shadows. Or, Archie, you, you were... I can't remember his quote. I'm messing this all up. <laughs> or... It's ruined it. It's going to be like the two seasons... Two and a half seasons of The Walking Dead that took place over mm, 14 days of time. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, yeah, the last two and a half seasons took place... Was the all-out war arc. It was four... <laughs> it was not a lot of time. What? There's a reason that Maggie never showed her pregnancy. <laughs> Because it was literally like that, fourteen days. That's a that's a lot. I mean, I guess I mean Walking Dead seasons are like twelve episodes. Yeah, t- they're a little bit longer now. But I, I mean, they're, they're sixteen. They're sixteen that, episodes. I mean, that means multiple episodes a day. Yeah, it's just a lot of people traveling places. But but it only t- takes. That's insane. That's an insane thing to do. This is what we got. This is what TV is now. I guess Castlevania season two does eight episodes over. I want to say like two or three days. Oh, the travel time's yeah. a little bit weird. Anyway, uh, hey, if you like this and you, <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Uh, Talk to us, but don't correct me about the Walking Dead timeline. I don't care. We'll bring Brian in to do another timeline. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brian. I want you to watch all the Walking Dead. That's how long it takes. But if you want to do that, you can uh, get hold of us on social medias. It's Podcast MOA. It's Podcast MOA. And it's on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email us when you explain the timeline. Don't explain the <laughs> timeline for The Walking Dead to me. <laughs> but if you feel the need to, you can do that over email. Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah, and we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, give us some rating, review, subscription love on iTunes. Because we know important people are listening to this podcast, but we need Rod, Rob Thomas, any Rob Thomas, to give Lily that TV show. If you are Rob Thomas, please get a hold of us. And I don't care who Rob Tom, what Rob Thomas you are. I want to hear from you. And can you help us get that TV show for Lily where she's Nancy Drew? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Get, get us that. We want it. How long will the quarantine last? Will Gladys and Jellybean ever return to Riverdale? How will they make Vancouver look look like Ontario for the purposes of Archie's adventures in Canada? Answers all this and more next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>